0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. That's for my crazy day, my packed commute, all those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day.
1: I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This
0: punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash more. You are Locked On Titans, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans. Part of the Locked On Podcast
1: Network, your team every day.
0: And welcome to Locked on Titans, your daily source for all Titans news and information with your host, Terry McCormick of Titan Insider, Greg Arias, and former Tennessee Titans Pro Bowl left tackle Brad Hopkins. It's Tuesday. Terry McCormick with me as always on Tuesdays. Of course, Brad not with us on Tuesday. And Terry, you and I have got a lot of things to get through today. Obviously, it's Tuesday. We do our four down segment where we take four Items of interest concerning the Titans and go through those. And of course, as always, we start with current news. And the current news today, Terry, is good news of sorts, if you will, for the Titans. Let's start first, obviously, with the fact that the Texans on Sunday night defeated the Indianapolis Colts, which means that the Colts will limp into town on Sunday to face the Titans with a 2-4 and four record.
1: Yeah, but it also kind of makes them dangerous because at two and four they can't afford to go two and five, they'd be pretty close to being out of the division, even as mediocre as the AFC South is. So you might find the Colts being like a wounded animal uh come Sunday and Titans are gonna have to be aware of that in terms of how they approach the game because they're probably gonna get Indianapolis' best shot on Sunday.
0: Now, the Colts have been the benchmark of this division for several years. I know they struggled last year, Andrew Luck being injured, missing uh, the majority of the the season last year. But they've really been a nemesis of the Titans. Is this where we could potentially see the changing of the guard, if you will. I know Houston's still out there. They might now be the benchmark team in this division. But as far as the Colts and that stigma of the Titans in the last four to five years, not being able to beat those guys, could we see that uh, changing of the guard, if you will, here? Well, if they can get it
1: done on Sunday, it would go a long way toward a race and a lot of the heartache that they've had against the Colts over the years. You remember, the only time they've beaten them – in the last five years was in 2011 when the Colts were missing Peyton Manning. And even that year, they didn't get a full sweep of the Colts. In fact, they lost to an 0-13 team at Indianapolis, and that pretty much uh, killed their playoff hopes from that point on. But uh, I think when you look at this Titans team,
0: you know, they're going to have to
1: block it out of their mind, the fact that they've had a terrible history against Indianapolis. They're going to have to just play and do, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you know, to use the college comparison, it's kind of like you know Tennessee against Florida. They lost ten or eleven games in a row, and then finally were able to overcome the stigma. If you, you know, once you get a break or two, and you realize that you can play with a the team, then you can pretty much go ahead and take care of business. But until that happens, it seems like you're always looking for something bad to happen turn the game against you, and that's been a lot of the Titans' problem over the years Gets the Colts.
0: Absolutely, I agree. It has been, and certainly uh, a win Sunday could do exactly that, as you said. Let's move along now, and the only other thing we have in, in current news, Terry, is I guess good news if you're the Titans, and that's the lack of injuries on the injury report. In fact, it is so good that it seems like the Titans will be finally getting back Al Woods and Cody Riggs this week to – try to play on Sunday versus the versus the Colts and when you can talk about that going into week 7 of the NFL season that you are almost injury free obviously the bumps bruises those types of things exist but major injuries that's certainly a positive and good news
1: Oh yeah at this time of the year you know a lot of times you know teams are nursing injuries and their depth is tested and You know, a lot of times that's what takes teams out of contention. You saw it with the Colts last year when Andrew Luck went down. But the Titans are as healthy as you could ask for uh, being, you know, six games into the season heading into week seven. And getting Al Woods back should help uh, further fortify the defensive line. Getting Cody Riggs back should be a big benefit on special teams. And uh, they're pretty much healthy. Uh, going forward, and you—you you know, if you're the Titans, you have to hope that that's good luck and that trend continues.
0: Now, I want to talk just a moment about Cody Riggs because he has been a guy that's been a core special teams player, but he is a cornerback by trade, and. I'm a little bit concerned, Terry, after Sunday and Cody Kessler coming in and going 26-41 of for 336 and two touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 105.3 against the Titans secondary. Is this an anomaly or is this something that uh, we could see come up again with Andrew Luck coming to town? And is there a place for Cody Riggs perhaps to step in and play a little bit more on the defensive side to try to help shore up some things there in the secondary?
1: Well, I wouldn't think he would get the shot right away. I think uh, McCourty, Cox, and McCain are fairly well entrenched uh, at the top three cornerback spots. But uh, you never know, you know, if injuries or you never know if if they might want to expand some of their packages and go to a more of a four corner dime look against the Colts. But uh, I think, you know, when you look at Andrew Luck, he's obviously the guy that makes Indianapolis go. The big key is can the Colts protect him? And the Titans had six sacks again on Sunday, two straight games they've had a half dozen sacks. So they're going to pin their ears back and they're going to force that Colts offensive line to try and protect Luck. And if they can get there, then that's going to help that secondary. I think late in the ballgame, when Cleveland was able to roll out Kessler, uh, the Browns did a lot better job protecting him. And that, and that kind of wore the Titans' pass rush down and exposed those corners. So I think it's a matter of The pass rush, helping to cover for those corners and make those quarterbacks, whether it's luck or whoever, get rid of the ball maybe quicker than they want to try and help that secondary.
0: I want to throw this out there, Terry. Obviously, you and I talked about this on Sunday, but... In those numbers defensively and in those six sacks, Brian Arakpo has quietly put together seven sacks through the first six games of this season. He is on pace to have 18 sacks this year. Now, granted, there's a long way to go to get there, but he is certainly (laughs) playing at a high level right now for this Titans defense, and that is good to see, and he's getting some help from his friends. Yes, he is, and uh, you
1: know Arakpo is really having a good year. Kind of, like you said, flowing under the radar a little bit, uh, but seven sacks matches his total from all of last season. And I think you're right. He's the ring leader, but you get plenty of help from Derek Morgan, Jarrell Casey, and Carl Klug, just to name a few.
0: Let's move on, Terry, and jump into our four downs. Our first down tonight is an interesting stat, and I think it's one, Terry, that you're probably going to hear first right here from us because we try to bring you things like this, interesting stats and things that you're not going to find everywhere else. You can get these things also every day from us, Terry, on demand by simply clicking on the link to the podcast Locked on Titans. We are part of the fastest growing sports audio network in the world, by the way, Terry. So we're going to brag just a little bit about that as we jump into this first down. And that stat is that The Titans offensive tackles Taylor Lewan and Jack Conklin have not allowed a single sack between the two of them through the first six games. And on Sunday, they allowed no pressures from the Cleveland Browns, Conklin or lewan That's pretty impressive for certainly a rookie, especially at right tackling Jack Conklin, who is a guy that came in as the number one draft pick. But people question perhaps did he have the ability to be a good tackle against a pass rush and so far so good he's proving everybody that said maybe he doesn't wrong on that front
1: yeah I think you have to tip
0: your hat to uh Titans offensive line coach Russ Grimm to John
1: Robinson for drafting Jack Conklin because you remember the buzz around draft time was that the Titans were going to take Laramie Tunsil and move Taylor Lewan to the right side well they made the right move by going ahead, trading down, getting Jack Conklin, trading back up, I should say, and getting Jack Conklin. And then uh, I think when you look at the way he's played, plus the way that Taylor Lewan is starting to mature, he's starting to cut down on the penalties a little bit, the Titans may have their answer on the edges for quite some time, much like they did when they had Michael Roos and David Stewart.
0: Now, obviously, this offensive line has played well into prove that point. The Titans, Terry, currently rank in the top 10 in the league on offense. They are 10th overall. Their offense is third in rushing. They're 29th in passing. Now, 29th, certainly not all that great out of 32 teams, but that number three in rushing certainly says something. Obviously, room to improve for the Titans with the pass Offense, but still top ten in the NFL is certainly nothing to joke about, laugh about, or sneeze about, and it's not something that we thought that the Titans would be talking about coming into this season.
1: No, probably not, especially given given how poorly the offense had played for most of the last two years. And I think if you're the Titans, even though it is you know twenty ninth in offense, I think you have to be encouraged uh, just for the fact that they got the passing game; they played better. Uh, on Sunday with uh, getting Kendall Wright back involved, doing the things that, uh, you know, you want to see a team who wants to keys on your top players into Marco Murray and Delaney Walker to try and shut them down.
0: We'll talk about Marcus Mariota a little bit later on, Terry. Uh, we'll give people a, a hint that he's one of our four downs tonight, and we'll get into his numbers a little bit later on. But certainly Conklin and Lawan getting the job done for the Titans right now. And, The rest of the offensive line as well are playing pretty good at this point, but uh, perhaps there will still be some tinkering in the future with those interior three. Those certainly are things that remain to be seen, but right now I think everybody's probably pretty happy with what this unit has been able to do as a whole. Let's jump on. Oh, I definitely think so. Let's jump on to second down. We want to talk about Kevin Byard, the rookie safety, Terry. And he is a player that certainly impressed everyone when he stepped on the field in the rookie mini-camp and training camp and throughout. And he has been a guy that has been increasingly becoming more and more of a factor for this Titans team, seeing more and more playing time as he's gone along. And yesterday, there is a rotation now. The Titans are not just playing two safeties. These are our starters. We're playing them uh, all the plays. They're rotating guys in and out. And in that rotation, Kevin Byard had the most plays on Sunday in the game versus the Browns. That's perhaps a little bit surprising.
1: Yeah, it is. I think, you know, Mike Belarchi was asked about that, and he said that,
0: you know, it's just the way the
1: rotation worked out. But I still think it's an indication that they have a an extreme amount of confidence in Kevin Byard that he is out there in in the packages and you know getting so many snaps so early on
0: in his career when he's surrounded really by veteran
1: players like Denoris Circe, Rashad Johnson, and Damian Stafford.
0: One thing we saw out of Bayard through training camp and was his history at MTSU, we saw it early in the game, I believe, against Minnesota. He had an interception in that ball game. But since then, he's been in the game, but he's not necessarily been around the ball making those kind of plays. Is that something that just, I guess, obviously some of it is luck of the draw, being in the right place at the right time, but something that will come more so for this young man once he gets a little bit more experience as well?
1: Yeah, I think so. His uh, numbers at NPSU with 19 career interceptions, I think that shows you that he has ball skills. And I think as he learns the rigors of the NFL, as he learns, you know, how to play the nuances of the scheme and how to, you know, read opposing offenses, what receivers are trying to do, I think you'll see those numbers start to take off for him.
0: Terry, we talked about in the uh, last segment on offense about the rankings in the NFL. Kevin Byard, of course, part of a defense for the Titans that ranks ninth in the NFL. And these numbers are pretty impressive now. The Titans are seventh in the league against the run. They are 11th against the pass out of 32 teams. So in they're in the top third in, obviously, both categories and number nine overall. We thought... Coming into the season that the Titans defense had a chance to be pretty good. Now certainly there are still some issues. You're not really happy about giving over giving up over three hundred yards passing to a rookie quarterback and especially a rookie quarterback with the Cleveland Browns, but they did manage to get the win in spite of that and those numbers are still pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I think when you look at this Titans defense, a lot of people thought it was a, you know, it's a little bit of a surprise. I think a lot of people were skeptical as how good this defense could be coming out of preseason because, remember, they've been giving up points on nearly every opening drive when the starters were on the field during the exhibition games. But uh, the pass rush has really been the key for this defense, I believe. And that and the fact that they can stop the run. When you can stop the run, then you can force a team to be one-dimensional. And even if your secondary is a little bit suspect or a little bit slow, you've still got the pass rush because you know what the other team's going to do when it's third down at nine. So I think the Titans – the, the fact that they're able to stop the run and the fact that they're able to get a good pass rush has been, really been the key to making this
0: defense successful. Absolutely, I think you are, you are exactly right on that and uh, they just have to keep it up now and coming in against a Colts team this week that's going to be hungry for a win. Uh, The Colts have had some issues with their offensive line. I think the Titans with these uh, sacks that they have found from this front seven. Perhaps we see Dick LeBeau come up with some more schemes this week to try to do some more blitzing, something that we haven't seen a lot of, or at least it hasn't been easily recognizable uh, from this team, Terry, and try to get even more pressure on Andrew Luck, hit him frequently, and knock him off his game, so to speak. Uh, to try to get this win on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think that's what you have to do. You have to make Andrew Luck uncomfortable in the pocket, but at the same time, you can't let him take off and just run, because he can burn you with his legs as well as with his arm, and I think, you know, you look at the Colts' personnel overall, and they're probably the worst 22 players in the division in terms of matching up with the other team, but. Luck's the wild card and all that because he's by far the best quarterback, the most polished quarterback in this division. And I think when you apply that, you know, that gives them a chance no matter what. And if you're going to beat the Indianapolis Colts, you're going to have to rein in Andrew Luck. You have to make him uncomfortable, and you have to make him make a
0: mistake. Let's move along to third down, Terry. And this was a question that I was asked on social media today by a couple of – questioners that follow there. Derek Henry, he is a guy that came in with so much hype. The Heisman Trophy winner, reigning Heisman winner, uh, set the uh, Titans world aflame, if you will, with his performance in the preseason, the way he ran the football. But over the last couple of weeks, he has kind of disappeared. We saw him very limited in the number of plays that he got On Sunday against the Browns, now he did have a pretty good game, 54 yards rushing against Miami, but he didn't have a lot of carries to do that. He had a couple of big runs that attributed to a large portion of that number against Miami in the win uh, two Sundays ago. What is the situation with him? I know DeMarco Murray has played well. Is that the only factor in this?
1: Yeah, I think it really is. I think DeMarco Murray is playing well and carrying so much of the load in the tight front game but there really aren't very many carries for Derrick Henry right now. And look at it this way. If you're a Titans fan, you know, it may not be good for your fantasy football team to have Derrick Henry, but if you're a Titans fan, it's a situation where you've got a, you know, you've got this big Cadillac sitting in the garage that you haven't driven very much. And in in the stretch front, you know, in November and December, when you have to run the football, the yards get a little tougher to come by because, you know, can't throw the ball in cold weather. and You can't do the things that you want to in the basket game. It's not a bad option to have a fresh Derrick Henry there to hand the ball to to give DeMarco Murray a breather down the stretch.
0: Now, let me ask you this, Terry, and without giving away Titans trade secrets, we saw a lot of different formations and things that they were doing with Henry early on. That's something I think that they're probably holding in their back pocket as well, because we could certainly see some of those things in conjunction with DeMarco Murray, yet they're choosing right now not to do those things, maybe saving it for a time when they need something that other teams have not seen.
1: Yeah, that's always
0: a possibility. And I think,
1: you know, like I said, Henry County gives you that wild card, that extra guy that you know he can probably deliver uh, if you put the football in his hand But uh, right now, DeMarco Murray is doing so well that, uh, you know, he's really not having to carry a whole lot of load uh, as uh, as
0: far as Derrick Henry is concerned. Moving on to fourth down, I told you moments ago we would talk about Marcus Mariota, and he is our fourth down subject tonight, or today rather. 17 of 24, 284 yards, Three touchdowns. He did throw one interception. Of course, the long 48-yard touchdown pass to Kendall Wright was the highlight of his three passes for the touchdowns on the day, Terry. It stretched the defense. The quarterback rating, 132.6. Those are pretty good numbers for Marcus Mariota. And magnify that because it happened at home at Nissan Stadium and the fact that Marcus has not exactly played well. There is this where we see finally Marcus get comfortable at home and maybe hopefully take that next step. I know he's got to build on it and come out and continue to do it. But this was certainly something that I think should be a confidence builder for him going into the remainder of the season.
1: Yeah, you would hope so. I think uh, if you're a Titans fan, you would hope that that's a nice
0: step for Mariota in his development.
1: I think you know Mike Malarkey was asked about Marcus today, and uh, he said, you know, as The good thing, he said that on the two deep throws, Marcus put the ball exactly where he was instructed to put it, and the receivers wound up actually making those diving catches, one by Wright, one by Matthews. But he said, had those guys run completely through the ball and not slowed down as they did on their routes, they probably could have just run under the pass and not had to worry about making a dive for it. Now, on the other side, the one interception, you know, Malarkey did say that uh, Mariota cannot throw the ball off balance late down the middle of the field. I think that's one of the cardinal sins of quarterbacking. But he said, I think he believes the reason that he's done that is because he's done it a few times and it's worked and he's made an amazing play out of it. But he said it's simply not worth the risk, and Marks is going to have to learn when to say when
0: on that. One thing we're certainly going to see, Terry, on Sunday is having Marcus a chance to go head-to-head with Andrew Luck in a game at Nissan Stadium, and perhaps we can see a changing of the guard, if you will. Certainly, Andrew Luck's going to be an outstanding quarterback, but Marcus certainly has a chance to match him play for play in this game and, and see if he can at least raise his game to the level where he can be talked about with Andrew Luck as the top quarterback in this division.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you know,
0: Mariota, he, he's not in Luck's uh, league yet,
1: but uh, if he can take a nice step or two and uh, advance, then, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, I think the first step is he's got to be able to win games. He's got to be able to defeat the Titans. I mean, defeat the Colts, I should say, and give the Titans that you know, that knowledge that they can compete and play with the Indianapolis Colts or anyone else in this division. And I think when you look at it that way, uh, you know, that's the first step for Marcus Mariota the bottom
0: line, winning a game. It's time for our final thoughts. Terry, go ahead and give us your final thought on this Tuesday edition of Locked on Titans.
1: Well, my final thought uh, regarding the Titans is that, you know, we touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, the Indianapolis Colts have been a thorn in the Titans' side for a long, long, long time. And the Titans probably are not going to get a better chance anytime soon to take care of that than they will on Sunday against the Colts. You know, they can pretty much drive the nail in the coffin for Indianapolis if they can take care of business and win at Nissan Stadium. But if they don't, if they revert back to their old ways and they're unable to do that, then, you know, it's one step forward, two
0: steps back for the Titans, And
1: that's not something that they really want to do.
0: My final thought is about rookie wide receiver Tajay Sharp. He was shut out on Sunday versus Cleveland. I had some people today, again, on social media ask the question, what's going on? There was so much hype about this young man and the way that he played in the preseason and then through the early part of the season. I think he just had a bad game on Sunday. I don't know that this is something that anybody has to worry about. I don't think we should get too excited or upset over it. He was shut out. That happens to the best of receivers. Look at DeAndre Hopkins. The Titans held him to one reception in that game versus Houston, and he is one of the top receivers in the league. So if you're worried about Tajay Sharp, don't. I think the young man is going to be just fine. It was one game. He'll bounce back. He's still got some learning to do. He's obviously a rookie, but I think he'll get there and will be a quality receiver for this Tennessee Titans football team for several years to come. That'll do it for us on a Tuesday edition. We'll be back on Wednesday where we'll have some more great information, news, and updates on the Titans. Brad will be back with us. Until then, for Terry McCormick, I'm Greg Arias. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Titans. You are locked on Titans, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans